Hi, you're listening to Chalk and Talk. Welcome to episode five. Thanks to all those people that have tuned into the previous four, and I hope those for the first time who haven't listened to Chalk and Talk enjoy this episode five. In this episode today, I'm going to share my thoughts about what makes a great gig. I'm sure plenty of you have been and seen live acts, and sometimes you know what ticks those boxes. So today we're going to have a little bit of an unpack and have a look at what really makes a delivery of a really great gig. So stay tuned and listen to episode 5 of Chalk and Talk called Access All Areas, What Makes a Great Gig. Hi, and welcome back to episode five of Chalk and Talk, Access All Areas. Now, for those who have not listened to Chalk and Talk, Talk, I am your host, Scotty Rockstar, and you can get me at Twitter on at Scotty underscore Rockstar, all lowercase, and I really appreciate all the feedback. Thanks to those people who've been listening the last four episodes. In particular, those people that have been getting on the iTunes and the Podbean app to download the different uh, episodes. So please make sure you do a shout out, give it to your friends and say, have a listen, see if you like it or not. So anyway, last night I was spoilt, 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 went to see the Foo Fighters. Now, it's not the first time I've seen the Foo Fighters, but it was their first time on their 2018 world tour here in sunny Perth in Australia. Now, they've been here at least eight times, and I've been fortunate to see them a couple of times here at the same venue. Now, when I was sitting there, I was thinking, hmm, I know this is going to be a good show, without even seeing the start of it or listening to it. So, having seen them before, I was quite happy to part with my $200 for the ticket. Actually, that sound of pause and silence actually $200 I was almost crying probably the most I've paid for a ticket to a gig uh, but now these gigs these days they start at $100 and they just keep going up and up and up and up with all different marketing no doubt the bands don't do this but no doubt the promoters try and squeeze as much dollar value they can from each of the tickets but the Foo Fighters, they don't need to squeeze any marketing gimmicks or anything like that. They charge what it is. It's expensive to come down here in Australia, an international band, and they had a huge setup, massive uh, stage and rig, and so you, this, that's the price you pay these days. Anyway, the Foo Fighters, they tick, for me, they tick all the boxes that make for what is a great night of live, loud rock and roll and when you spend that much money you really want a good live loud rock and roll show so but what are those elements what makes those elements of a loud live rock and roll show firstly the Foo Fighters they've had two decades of music history behind them so bands have to have a bit of a history if they're really really going to have this formula so they've got enough old school catalogue, which 
when I'm talking old school, they they had some of the best albums and songs going through from the last 90s to the 2000s. So they have a major fan base who will flock to these gigs, including me, and we adapt to liking the new material. Now, I they played <clears throat> on last night their... <clears throat> excuse me. They played... This is live. They played uh, The Sky is a Neighbourhood. First time I've heard this song live from their latest album. And that particular song I like off the album the most. And it just had a different sound and element to it with the whole live performance. So, yes, as an old school fan, we adapt to liking the new material. And we know... When they deliver songs like that, we don't really care. But we always are hanging out for that old stuff that keeps us hooked in. So last night, the Foo Fighters, they started at 10. And they stayed there just about all night. They had 30,000 punters in the palm of their hands. What power for having the ability to hold those people for so long with nearly three hours of power. So the second key of what making a great gig is for me is having really good musos. It's no good getting up on stage if you suck as a performer and you can't play a music. Uh, Too many of these performers that want to also be the dancers have a lot of lip syncing going, that's not performing, that's not a rock show. A rock show is dropping the guitar and hearing the feedback going through the amps coming and roaring across the concert stage. Now, the Foo Fighters, led by Dave Grohl, and he knows just how to blow the audience away with his gritty guitar and his gravelly voice. Also mixed with his band, who's top shelf. Last night, they even had the backup singers for the new songs, and also they had a keyboard player which was really unusual, but it just shows how they're always looking to move forward and deliver more. And when you're doing it live, that's what the audience wants. They want more. They want more. They, they want blood. Thirdly, a great gig has to have great energy and vibe from the punters. And last night, you could sense it from even before you walked into the venue. There was this this little sort of buzz going around the places in the pubs beforehand, just absolutely packed, waiting out the back, getting beers. The whole place was just vibed up. Even though the support out were playing, the people were there for one band only, and that was the Fooies. Now, while the bands can't handpick their audience, they can certainly combine enough energy through their song selections to get their hearts rates pumping and sustaining it until even the band need a bit of a breather. So last night, with the ever-familiar, if you haven't seen the Foo Fighters, catwalk that goes and divides right down the middle of the audience in half and then facing the stand overlooking the stage brings the audience really, really close. So the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl just know how to bring that fan experience even closer. I mean, you could even feel the sweat. Well, 
if you were standing next to me, you could feel my sweat. I don't know if it was Dave Grohl's, but it was definitely some sweat. It was a hot night. Fourthly, gigs have to have... Now, love them. Drum machines are great. But they're not people. Gigs have to have a drummer that has personality. Drum machines don't have personalities. And that drummer needs to play to the audience and ply his trade by offering an awesome drum solo that just goes from crazy to manic to some other planet. Now, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, he's a longtime drummer of the Foo Fighters and he's integral to the part of that great gig formula. And while the drum solo... Most gigs sometimes is often predicted. The way it's executed is always individual. And last night, the Fooies just know how to do it. They know how to do it well. And that's what us as punters want. Finally, the gig has to come across with elements of spontaneity and unpredictability. And basically give the audience a bit of a surprise. I've seen them before. So I sort of expected parts of what I was about to hear. Of course, the surprises are the off-the-cuff moments, but are they off-the-cuff? I think really, really good bands, these surprises are well-rehearsed surprises and they sit within the formula of a great rock and roll night. And there are elements within that playlist that actually allow for that surprise. However, great gigs with great bands make it feel special just for us. So last night, Perth, Australia. Yes, that's right. Chalk and Talk is live in Perth, Australia. So thank you to those people all around the world who are listening to Chalk and Talk. So... Dave, after introducing himself and the band an hour after they started, because they said that they had one hell of a lot of songs to get through, G'day Perth, Australia. The Foo Fighters last night, they made us feel special. Also, Dave Grohl was able to then perform some acoustic songs and some solos, including a cracking version of the Beatles' Blackbird, which ironically was also played at that same venue a month previous by Paul McCartney. And reviewers have even said that Dave Grohl's version was probably even better than the author's version. How cool is that? So how did last night's gig shape up to some of the gigs I've been to in the past? Well, obviously, you're listening to me and you can hear... Well, I'm giving it a very, very, very high rating star. But absolutely for me, it's becoming really difficult to have a top 10 of great live gigs that I've been to. Uh, So sort of like if you've ever followed swimming uh, and swimmers are separated by a touch out by hundredths of a second, well, my top 10 is now separated by hundredths of a second in fact, my top 10 is now a top 20, I suppose. Um, now, I was very lucky. My first, very first education to what great live gig is like was in excess. 
Now, to my memory, the ticket cost about $9.96. I, I don't even think the beer cost $9.96 uh, last night. I think it was up up to $11. Now, my eyes were wide open when I first saw In Excess and thought, wow, this is what I want to see all the time. This is live, rock and roll, loud, and it was. I was hooked after that. Now, since that gig decades ago i'd guess to say I've, I've been to probably over 500 gigs and i've seen hundreds of other bands as part of festivals and all over the world where i've been fortunate to actually see live live gigs now can i remember and recall them all well i'm glad you asked well yes and no from that in excess gig, how did I remember? Well, I started collecting the, the, the ticket stubs. So over the years, I built up a chronological collection of these gigs via the used ticket stubs. Fast forward that now to the 21st century. Now, it's not as easy to actually have those ticket stubs. You can get a hard copy paper version of some of these um, tickets and you can print your own, but on the dismal uh, inkjet type of printers uh, it's e-tickets it's PDFs um, you don't even get a stamp on your wrist that, that you used to have and that ink would linger ever so long after that gig now it's more just a plastic bracelet and different lanyards that are issued as part of a gig but what has changed is the taking of video and pics as part of memories at a gig Bit of a status symbol sometimes where hashtag at that particular thing so way way back when i saw in excess in the days uh the only pick we had was a fan button pin that we'd put on our shirt or something to signify that yeah we were members of this band we really wanted to rock and listen to listen out to them you can still buy those button pins but it's all about the hashtags and all about the images of getting it out there on social media. So those gigs were memories in our minds and the memory would come back on a ticket stub that I would look at. Well, 2018 has kicked off full throttle for me with the Foo Fighters and the bar has been set and it's pretty high. Well, that's all for Chalk and Talk on episode 5. This has been a nice, bright, sharp, short version, which I promised all you way back in episode 1. You've been listening to me, Scotty Rockstar. You can message me on Twitter, at Scotty underscore Rockstar, all lowercase, and share with me your memorable gigs. So till next time, rock out with Chalk and Talk.